Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode on the KFT Church Podcast, hosted by Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Leslie Osei. Here, they share conversations and wisdom nuggets on Jesus, love, marriage, fellowship, and everything else you didn't think you needed to know about this walk with Christ. Get ready for a mind-shifting episode as they uncover the mysteries of communication in marriage. Communication in marriage, communication in life in general. Let's make sure we're inviting people, sharing the word of the Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, let's get started, Apostle. Let's start. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you for today. We thank you that, Lord, in this fast, you have kept us. Uh, today, we are talking about communication. We pray for the grace, the gift of communication. Yes, we pray that, Lord, you will give us understanding of what communication is all about and make us effective communicators in the name of Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit, we invite you in our midst and we pray that, Lord, you will have your way with us. Help us. Help us with life. Help yes, us with Lord. relationship. Help us in education. Help us how to communicate yes, Lord. in the name of Jesus. We have prayed. Amen. 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 So once again, welcome uh, to this session. We just finished praying the last 30 minutes ago. Uh, we want to just communicate to you. We want to talk to you. Gives you knowledge. Bible says, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. Yes. And so we need knowledge when it comes to communication. And I pray, and it's our prayer that the Lord will use this avenue to help us to be effective communicators. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, uh just make sure that you invite somebody that you know should be on now. Tell them that we are on. They should be watching on YouTube and also on our church Facebook. Amen. 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 So you want to get started? Yes. So we'll be talking about communication. Uh, but since this fast, you know, uh, it's different people. We don't have everybody married yet. And so when we talk about communication in marriage... Uh, it's not just for married people, but it's for unmarried people, yes. people that want to get married. Because I think that the best way to prepare yourself for life, for career, um, and also for marriage is to be an effective communicator. Uh, yes. Because in life, you, life, you were made to be social. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we were made to be social, we are called to communicate. Because you cannot be a social being without communication. Yes. And so if you are not an effective communicator, it would affect you in life mm -hmm. negatively. Yes. Uh, and so, and most of the time, it shows up in marriages more. Because one thing about marriage, marriage just exposes everything. Yes. Marriage is a place where things get exposed. Mm -hmm. And so you can hide and you can, you know, through your life, you can hide uh, or you can hide the way you, you communicate or you cannot be an effective communicator through your life. But the moment you, you, you get into marriage, you realize that it becomes a problem. Yes. And so that is why we titled Communication in Marriage. But it, it entails everything about life. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was, to, it was it's to help you to become an effective communicator throughout your whole life in Jesus' name. Yes, so communication is to commune with someone through language. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about communication in marriage, we have to go to the root. The root. Communication when you first were born, mm. communication when you were a child, 
the conception of things, mm. which is extremely, extremely important. This is why there's many failed relationships. There are many failed friendships. There are many failed marriages. There are many people who get fired because they don't know how to communicate. communicate. Mercy. Mercy on that. That's true. That's true. And yeah. I pray that, you know, we, we will be effective. Yes. Every one of us, including me, myself, yes. and everybody that is watching. Because the more we become effective communicators mm -hmm. and learn how to express ourselves, it makes things better. Mm -hmm. And even when we are in the wrong, being able to explain yourself helps in a situation. Yes. Most of the time, it's not even the things that the person has done. It's how the person communicated it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And so, you, you want to touch on something before we start? Uh, no, you can go. Okay. Say, I can go. I'm have the green light to go now. Amen. So prepare yourself. Amen. Now, there are many problems in life. Um, there are many issues that come in marriages. There are many issues that come even as you are growing. But I believe that if you are effective in communication, 95 or 90% of the problems that we face will be resolved. Mm -hmm. Now, there are five major things or five major issues that pops up in marriage. It becomes a problem in marriage. Mm -hmm. There are sexual problems, sex problem, in-law problem, parenting problem. Uh, you have financial problem. And then you have communication problem. Mm -hmm. But you realize that all these problems can be really resolved when communication is dealt with. Mm -hmm. And so communication becomes one of the most important things in relationship mm -hmm. since we are social beings. Amen. Yeah. Now, there are three components of communication. Um, and I'm going to touch on that. I'm not going to go too much details on that. Uh, and I'll allow you to also go in. Now, three, three components. There are words. As firstly said, it's, a, it's a expressing yourself through words. Mm -hmm. And so the first component of, of communication is being able to speak. Mm -hmm. Amen. So words, that means um, it, 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 being able to communicate verbally, words. And usually, uh, words represent 7% of the way we communicate. And then the second um, component is the tonation of your words, the tone of your words. Mm -hmm also represent 23% of how we communicate. And then you have facial expression or body language. Body language takes about 70% of how we communicate. And so most of the time, you can say something, but your body language will be also saying something. So it's not a matter of what is coming out of your mouth. It's a matter of what your body language is saying. And so you can, say, you can see or you can hear a lot through people's body language. Even as a preacher, when you are communicating with people, you can even say, you can know that they are listening to you by the way their body language is, or you can say, tell when they are not listening to you. And so, body language becomes very important in communication. You see, I can look at my wife and say, you know what? I love you, and then do a facial line. You know, although I'm saying words, I love you, but what my body language is saying is I don't love you. Amen. And so these components are very, very important that if you are going to be effective communicators, we must know how to use all these three in communication. If somebody is speaking to you, let's say I'm communicating with my wife mm -hmm. and she's, her mind, her face is facing somewhere. She's not looking at me mm -hmm. in communication. Or if I'm speaking to her and I'm looking at somebody else, it is not effective communication. Although she hears me, because my body language is doing something else, it's also speaking to her that you are not really speaking to me. Amen. 
And so I pray that all these three components will be considered when we are communicating, not just in marriage, but in our day-to-day, amen? In our relationship with our brothers and sisters, our relationship with our fathers and mothers, our relationship with our co-workers, our relationship with our bosses, we must learn how to use all these three components. Words, tonation, or tonality, and also facial expressions or body language. When these three combine, you have an effective communicator. Amen. 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 So I wanted to take a different approach uh, based on for what Apostle is saying. You know, when it comes to social conditioning, that's an indicator of how a lot of us communicate. This is how a lot of us grew up. You know, there are some people we can refer to as quote-unquote bush because all they've seen is their mother yelling, their father yelling. As a result, they take it into marriage. You'll see that there are some people who are the last borns. We all know that there's a, um, an ideology about last borns. We all know that there are mommy's boys, mommy boys. and daddy's girls. <laughs> and so those type of people, when you're dealing with them, you have to actually understand who they are in order to effectively communicate with them. Because a lot of younger or last borns compared to firstborns have not gone through a lot. Mm, and so the older ones are more militant, they're more harsh, they're more let's get this done. Mm. But you'll realize that younger siblings are often more rascal. Mm. They are the ones who cause the most trouble most of the time, minus my children in the name of in Jesus. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. But they are the ones who are very much outspoken sometimes. They are the ones who, you know, the parents were older when they had them, so they don't get as much beatings. And so you have to make sure you collect data on a person when you are communicating with them. And this goes for marriage especially. This is why you collect your data in courtship, and then you assess it before you say, all right, I want this to go any further. Because when you have collected all this data and you say that this is an older born and I'm a younger born and so the way we communicate and view life is totally different, then actually it makes you better communicators. And oftentimes your social conditioning is an indicator of if you know how to communicate or not. Older borns are often yelled at. Older borns are often told no many times, but then the younger ones, they get to slide. <laughs> you get to slide a lot when you're a younger born. Dealing with a mommy's boy is probably a woman's worst nightmare. Everything is compared to his mom. Dealing with a daddy's girl is a man's worst nightmare because now she will be stubborn, she'll be in her ways, and she thinks everyone has to do it like daddy. Everyone has to be cash papa like daddy. And so those things can hinder communication. And so one of the things for effective communication is collecting data on the person. Collecting data. Yes. Which brings me to the scripture. The Bible said that we as men should, should, should live with the woman with knowledge. Mm -hmm. So knowledge helps us because without knowledge, you make a big mistake. Because marriage and communication and life and communication and relationship and communication is about knowing the person you are dealing with. Mm -hmm. And that brought me, that brings me to the differences in nature. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. I think, you know, even in marital context, um, men and women are totally different. Mm -hmm. And so now that your, your, your being is very different, mm -hmm. the way you are wired are very different. Mm -hmm. And now you are talking about also your conditioning, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the way you were raised also mm -hmm. being different. Yes. Where, you know, if you are dealing with an older sibling, it's different from dealing with a younger one. And mm -hmm. a middle child has their syndromes, how they were treated. And so all these things are coming into the relationship. And so most of the time when you marry somebody, you are not just marrying the person. You are marrying their history. Mm -hmm. You are marrying how they were raised. Mm -hmm. You are marrying their relationship with their parents. Mm -hmm. And I said something the other day that if a man does not know how to have a relationship with their mother, it's a big problem. Mm -hmm. In communication. If a man does not know how to speak to their mother, it will be very hard for them to speak to you as a wife. Mm -hmm. Vice versa, where if a woman does not know how to speak to their father, mm -hmm. it will be a big issue in their marriage. Mm -hmm. it will be, they will find it very difficult to communicate with you. With you. Mm -hmm. And I said that if you are going to marry, look into all these things. It helps. Because like you said, you want to prepare yourself before you get in there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, not, it's very hard to learn these things when you are already in it. Mm -hmm. Because you will pay the price. Mm -hmm. But if you, prepare your, if you prepare yourself before you get in, mm -hmm. it becomes a blessing. It makes you move faster. It makes the marriage move forward faster than wasting time and years dealing with issues. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So that is why we're saying that this is not just for married people. This is for single people. This is for people to prepare in learning how to communicate because communication will solve 95% of yes. the problems that comes with life mm -hmm. and that comes with marriage. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, also, like we were saying, there are various ways people communicate. All right? We have the kind, the different types of way people communicate and these are also as a result of the condition they were raised in. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people that they are, they, we call them land the plane communicators. Mm -hmm. For them, they just want to communicate. They want to just get straight to the point. Mm -hmm. Get straight to the goal, the destination. I'm making it plain to you. And then we have other people. They are conditioned to, to, to communicate. And we call them enjoy the ride. For them, <laughs> it's not even about the point. They just want you to um, relax and enjoy the whole communication. So they sit down. They want to tell you everything. They want to tell you it's the trip itself is not what it's all about. It's about the trip. It's about the communication. It's about what they want to express to you. Mm -hmm. Amen. They don't care about the end point of the what they're saying. They just want to sit down with you and sit there for hours and talk to you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, even as a pastor, you get those kind of people. They will come there and they will share their entire life with you. They don't even care if they even reach the end. They just want to reveal it all. Mm -hmm. They just want you to enjoy the ride with them. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then we have people called the share your feelings kind of people. Share your feelings people, when they come, they communicate deeply about what they are communicating. Mm -hmm. All right? Uh, for them, emotions are simply a part of, who they are. of thinking, of who they are. So they are sharing their feelings to you. They come in there to communicate their feelings. And most of the time, you will find that most wives are share your feelings because women are wired that way. That sometimes, if your wife is offended, she will share her feelings at that moment. It doesn't mean that that's what she thinks throughout the whole marriage. It's what she's feeling now, at that, at that moment. And because, and I said this in the afternoon, men are wired to take things literally. 
And so if you are not a man who are very forgiven, you will take offense, you carry offense throughout your marriage because what your wife may share, you will literally take it literally and hold in your heart that this is what she means all throughout. But it may be that that's the moment she's sharing her feelings. Amen. Amen. And then we have people who we have called just the facts. We are there to communicate the facts. All right? I put here that communicators are set aside emotion. These people, they set aside emotion and they are very logical. They are very reasonable. And they share the facts. For them, emotion does not if, if, uh, interfere with their good thinking. They don't allow emotions to come in what they are communicators. Mm -hmm. And I believe that sometimes you find men acting like this. For them, they, they take emotion out of the situation mm -hmm. and begin to communicate facts to you. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you have to understand these dynamics when it comes to communication. Mm -hmm. We have people that we call them think out loud communicators. For them, um, they, 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 they communicate, they ask questions and make comments as soon as the thoughts occur. And sometimes you I can know be talking. some of those people. Yeah, sometimes you are talking and all of a sudden they are just mumbling, mumbling because they are thinking out loud. They're telling you what they are thinking. So it's like they are not making sense, but they are making comments as the thoughts are coming. Amen. And so you need to understand these dynamics, how people communicate. And the last people are called. Take, let's take turns, communicators. Let's take turns, communicators. Our communicators, they use principle of justice and fair play to govern communication. For them, conversations are simple. First, you talk, and then I talk. And so you got to know these different ways people communicate if you are going to be an effective communicator. And talking about knowledge, I like the fact that you said that you should have knowledge. If I know that you are this kind of communicator, it makes it easier for me to talk to you. Mm -hmm. If you know that your husband or your wife is let's take turn communicators, then you, you know that when, they, when you sit down, it will be two-way street here. Mm -hmm. You talk and I talk. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so these ways, I think, will help us as we are learning about communication. You know, uh, if you have a man that is just land the plane, they come and they right, they just go straight to the point. And you have somebody enjoy the ride. If you know that your wife is enjoy the ride, listen, don't be angry when she says, sit down, let's talk. Mm -hmm. She wants you to enjoy the ride with her. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you prepare yourself before you sit down that we're going to take this ride together. And if you are taking the ride together and not say that, oh, you just sit there quietly. You are getting interested. Like, wow, yeah, baby, I think you were right. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. You are leading it on as you are taking the ride together. Because you'll be surprised that if you can do this effectively in marriage, what would happen is that it will build a strong intimacy. Mm -hmm. And intimacy will lead you to a peaceful marriage. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, we will deal with peace. But I, I just want you to understand that this is how we got to learn how to communicate. Learn the kind of communication style that somebody have that you are with or your friend. Mm -hmm. It could be friends. It could be father, mother. You got to know what kind of communicator your mother is, your father is, your friend is, your, your students are, yes. or your teachers. Learn how to figure these things out. Yes. It will make you a, an effective communicator. Amen. Amen. So go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, these are very, very important to understand. Amen. Now, one of the things that you have to understand, and it was um, one of the ex-president of the United States, um, Harry S. Truman, he said this. He said, it is understanding that gives us an ability to have peace. 
Now, understanding will lead you to peace. Now, if I don't understand you, we will not have peace in our relationship. I remember one day, uh, my wife said something when we were doing our marriage counseling. And she didn't, she couldn't, you know, before she didn't understand the way I was behaving or the way I act. And so she brought it up to the counselor. And he said, he began to ask questions and ask me, how did I grow up? Now, that question, how did I grow up, solved many of our problems, especially in that beginning. Because she, when I told him how I grew up, then she understood the way I act. Amen. And so, if you can just understand something or understand somebody, usually it's not the thing that they are doing that annoys you. It's the lack of understanding of why they do it. And so, if you can understand them, it will help you. It will help you develop a peaceful and a, and, and, and a cordial relationship with that person. Amen. If you know that the person never had a father and they, they act some way, it makes you deal with them with understanding and it brings peace in a relationship. Amen. If you know that the person never really had a mother growing up, you then understand why they do what they do. Amen. And so he said that it is understanding that gives us the ability to have peace. He said when we understand the other fellow viewpoint, and he understands ours, then we can sit down and work out our differences. This is Harry S. Truman statement. Amen. So we must get to a place of understanding. Peter said that live according, live with them according to knowledge. So we must, uh, we must become books to our spouses, to our friends. You must learn how to study them. Amen. So, so relationship is not a lazy thing. It's about studying the person, mm -hmm. learning the person, learning what they, who they are. Mm -hmm. Amen. Learning how they were raised. Amen. Amen. It's going to help you. Amen. Amen. You have something else or should I continue? continue because I have a lot of information here. I'm just going to throw it all out and I pray that it will help somebody today. Amen. 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 Now, there are many different levels of communication. Now, these levels, please pay attention because every of the level has its category of the kind of relationship it should be in. Amen. Now, we have a cliche level of relationship. Now, a cliche level of relationship is a relationship where you don't share information. Amen. So, if you just meet somebody the first time, it has to be like a cliche. Like, I'm not giving you my whole life. Amen. Amen. There are people that will, they will meet you the first time. They will tell you the whole life story. <laughs> you got to know the levels of communication here. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, also, the second level of communication is fact. Mm -hmm. Now, fact is sharing what you know. What you know. When you come to tell, talk to me about fact, you just share what you know. Amen. And that one is a little bit of transparency. Mm -hmm. You see, cliche, there's no transparency. Mm -hmm. But with facts, you are only sharing these little things that you know. So it's a little bit of transparency. Now, if you are in a relationship, let's say a marital relationship, and you are, only thing that you share with your spouse is facts. Mm -hmm. That means that you are just sharing just a little bit of transparency of yourself. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. That is not enough. And so in marital relationship, the communication should never be just facts. Amen? Amen. And they are relationship like friendship. They are friends that are not your close friends. They are just maybe your 
your teammates that you are not too close with or your classmate that you are not, those you share facts with, low transparency. Mm -hmm. And then we have opinions as the second, a third level of communication. Now, opinions are sharing what you think. Now, sharing what you think gives you some kind of transparency. Mm -hmm. You just share what you think. So I get to know at least your thoughts. It's not the full you, but at least I know your thoughts. So it gives me some. Amen. Some is better than little. Amen. And then we have emotional emotion as a level of communication. Mm -hmm. Now, emotional communication uh, is sharing what you feel. Now, please understand this. And especially, and I'm going back on marriage now, talking about women. Women are very, they like to share their, what they feel. Now, sharing what you feel gives me much of you, but not the whole you. And as a man or a husband, if you are listening to me, when your wife is sharing what they feel, they are not telling you the whole story. It's just much. It's enough information, but it's not the whole story. Amen. And then you have transparency. Now, transparency is when you share who you are with that person. When you are transparent. And one of the things that marriage needs to thrive on is transparency. If we are going to succeed and be successful in marriage, we must be an open book. Clear as water. Clear as a glass. Where you are transparent, you are sharing the complete you with that person. Your weaknesses, your strength, the person know everything. There are people that are in marriage firstly. That they don't want to share themselves with their spouse. And we can even dwell on that. They, cannot, they don't want their spouse to know in every, every and anything about themselves. It's like they've been pretending, hiding for many years. But I'm telling the truth. Bible said that you shall know the truth. And the truth that you know will set you free. If you keep hiding, you will not succeed. You got to learn how to be transparent. Right now, if I'm going to the store and I never call, my wife tried to call me and I don't pick up, it will get to a point where it's like I'm hiding something from her. I'm not telling, I'm not being transparent. If I'm doing something, let's say if I have future plans and I'm not telling her, that is not being transparent. It will cause distrust. So most of the issues that come in marriage is as a result of people not being transparent. And so if you can be transparent, in your relationship and in your uh, friendship, you see that you, you sustain the friendship for a very long time. The reason why most people have problems with their friends is because the friends, there was lack of transparency in their friendship. Amen. And so I'm going to leave it here at least to give you this, that listen, the level in which marriage should be on is transparency. That is when you get the complete person. And somebody, I think, when the pastor that we met the other day, that he said that it takes seven years for you to become one after marriage. We still got one year to go. We still got one year to go, which makes sense because God, God did with a completion seven. Seven means that it's completed. Mm -hmm. And so after seven years, if you are not one, that means it's a problem. <laughs> Amen. Because it is a journey. And so you must really come together at that seventh year. Mm -hmm. As a completion, the day or the year that the Lord literally has completed the assignment and putting you together. Amen. Amen. 
So for us, we got one more year. One more great year. Amen. May the Lord bring us together like never before. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Go ahead, babe. Continue. What, you have more? <laughs> Do your thing. Wait, you're leaving this to me. And I, I need you to comment on what I said. I'm Amen. Amen. No, go ahead. Say something. We want to hear you. I want you to communicate to the people. You want me to communicate? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you being blessed? Let me hear your feedback now. Are you being blessed? Oh, we should stop. Amen. So these levels of communication are very important when you are learning somebody or not when you are learning how to communicate effectively. Now, if I'm in a relationship with you, I want to know all about you. If I'm in a friendship with you, I want to know things about you, but not everything. All right? If you are just a church member, I shouldn't tell you everything about myself because I'm not in that kind of relationship with you. And so learning what group of people to talk to, at what kind of information I need to relate to them is very, very important. You understand? This is how you become an effective communicator. And it helps. Amen? It helps. One of the things that also sabotage communication is anger. Anger is a strong weapon against communication. Mm -hmm. If you are an angry person, you don't make sense. And you will not make sense. And so you will never be in agreement. You will always be angry. Mm -hmm. And so anger is one of the biggest problems with a lot of people. Now, Colossians chapter 3 verse 8. Let me give you some few scriptures. Colossians chapter 8 verse 3. The Bible said that, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander. And obscene talk from you, and yeah. obscene, obscene talk from what your mouth, amen. The Lord said we should put away anger and wrath. Mm -hmm. You cannot be in a relationship always angry, and I'm not only talking about marriage, mm -hmm. I'm talking about friendship, I'm talking about brothers and sisters. Imagine your brother, anytime you try to talk to your sister or your brother, they are always angry. How can you build a strong communication with them? How can, you be, how can you be able to have a relationship with them? Mm -hmm. Amen. Imagine you try to communicate with your mom and mom is always angry. Mm -hmm. how, where do we go from there? Mm -hmm. Imagine you try to talk to your daughter and your daughter is always angry. Anger will sabotage and can sabotage a good communication or communication. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 You, may, you must break every evil habit. Mm -hmm. The Lord said, put them away. Break those evil habits. The things that you do that destroy communication. The Lord said, let it go. Wrath, malice, slander. I've seen talk. Some of them just talk anyhow. It destroys communication. Amen. You, you, all, you, always, all, you always talking down to your friend. Can you imagine having a friend and always talking down to them? They, will not, they don't want to be around you. Or you talk now to your spouse. They will not want to be around you. Or they will shut down. They will be shut down. And so make sure that we, are, we put all these things away so that we can be able to solve our problems together and work together as married couples or as friends or as co-workers or in any relationship that the Lord releases us to be in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 also said that put on. So once you put away 
anger and wrath and malice and slander and obscene talk. He said, now put on compassion heart, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Amen? Amen. Patience. This is one of the things that you need for, for effective communication. Mm -hmm. If you are a person that has a compassionate heart, if you're a person that has a kind, a kind heart, you know, it takes me back to my son's preaching. Having a bucket that is full. What's it, what's the bucket? Honey words. You know, if you have somebody that's always speaking honey words to you, kind words, you know, beautiful words to you, you want to be around them. And so for us as husbands, the best thing we can do to our wives is to speak honey words to them. Because women like to hear good things. And so the moment you are putting on a compassionate heart towards them, the moment you are putting on kindness, be kind as a husband, be meek, be patient, be humble. You know, babe, you look very beautiful today. You know, that, that word alone, you don't know what has done to her. You, maybe you may be watching. I don't know how many people are watching, but maybe you're a husband, you have never said any kind word to your wife. Today, may the Lord, the Lord say, change your ways. Put off and put on. May we be kind. And if you are not married yet, may you be a kind person. Because it's like practice into where you are going. If you can be kind in every relationship that you are in now, you will be loved by everyone that you are in a relationship with. You will see that people that are kind in relationship, they always make friends and they keep friends. And if they are in need of anything, people will do anything. Will go hell and back for them. They will break their back for them because of their kindness. And so may we be kind. But if you have somebody that is always angry, you're always spending time solving problems, it gets to a point where you are tired. Amen. 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 And so, yeah, let's do that. Amen. It gets to a point where you are tired. You are tired. And so, may we put on compassionate, kind, humility, meekness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, I just wanted to just share these things that I wrote down. I, I want us to now bring it to your level. As first ladies coming on, just break it down for them, babe. <laughs> um, I mean, you've said a lot, and that's why I was going to tell you to continue. You said a lot. Jesus. Um, but when it comes to communication, we have to understand that there's a brain-sex difference as well, too. Mm. Men are, of course, we all know, very more logical. That doesn't mean women are not logical. It just means that men tend to be more logical. And that's why it presents as an issue when you are a man and you're so emotional. You get offended more than the woman in the marriage. When you become the diva, in the marriage, in the relationship, that's an issue. When you are the one who has fluctuations, that's an issue. Because based on the brain-sex difference, you should at least be a little bit more. That doesn't mean that men should not be emotional. Every human has a right to be logical. Every human has a right to be emotional mm. as well, too. Mm. And so this brain-sex difference, when you think about it, men are logical, women are emotional. And I'll give you an example. One man of God gave an example where when him and his wife first got married, the toilet seat was a problem. Mm. 
And what many people don't realize is marriage is not the cheating and the big things that people hear of. It's not someone hitting you. Those are the things that happen as a result of an underlying issue. Mm -hmm. And if you don't deal with it ahead of time, then that's where we run into trouble. And that's where most people run into trouble because, you know, that's an issue. So the man of God said they just got married. And, of course, he's, a, he's been a bachelor for a while. And he used to pee on the seat a lot. He would pee. Let's see. <laughs> This guy never lived with a woman before he came to marriage. He didn't. He lived with his dad. That's and so he would pee on the toilet seat all the time. Mm. And then, you know, he would do his best to wipe it and keep it moving. And he said one day his wife just erupted out of nowhere. She was so upset. And he's like, what's your problem? Like, what is the issue? <laughs> and she's like, the toilet seat. And he got upset too. Mm. And so for a week, they were not talking. And he said he was so embarrassed to go and tell anyone, that I haven't talked to my wife for a week because of a toilet, toilet seat. seat. And I'm a whole man of God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whole man uh, of God. About to go to preach. <laughs> yes. The, the things we go through, man of God. <laughs> and so he said he actually went to go preach that Sunday. <laughs> and you know how preachers, you got to put on an act. So he decided to put on the act, my beautiful wife who I could never live without. And he's just going on and on and on and on. And no one knows he's not talking to his wife over a toilet seat. <laughs> and so finally, he said in his preaching, he was condemned. I mean, convicted, not condemned. Mm. He was convicted while he was preaching. He saw all of a sudden his sermon changed about forgiveness. Mm. And it was the Holy Spirit, and he started laughing inside of him. And he's like, I'm a man of God, mm. and I'm not talking to my wife over a toilet seat situation. Wow. And so he began to repent on the seat, I mean, on the pulpit. So when they got back home, he said he apologized. And this is where the brain sex difference comes in. He came in with this approach. I'm going to buy two toilet seats for us. You use one, and I use one. That's logical. That's the logic behind it. That I'm going to buy one, we're going to install one, and you also will have it. Let's solve the problem. But then women are right-sided. We, we function more in emotion. And I don't care. You can be the most militant woman. You can be the most lawyeresque woman, whatever you are. We carry more emotions, or we, we show more emotions. We all carry emotions, but we show, we show more emotion. And so this lady was angered. She erupted. And she said, how dare you say that we're going to buy two toilet seats when you have not addressed the issue at hand, which is, see, the women here are shaking. <laughs> it's funny. The women here are shaking their heads like they got it before I even said anything. But we wanted to solve the problem. We exactly. come in here solving the problem. Right? We come in and solve the problem. Let's let's solve the problem. You get yours, I get mine. That's now they've coming up with his and hers. So let's focus on that anyway. does not address the issue at hand. You peed on a toilet seat. And she he said she got so upset. And he sat there, he's like, ah, am I not doing the right thing or what? 
And finally, see, this is why it's important to always have counsel over you. He said he was able to call his spiritual father. And the minute he called, based on the way he said hello, his spiritual father said, your first fight, huh? And he said, yes. And he said, you, whatever the case is, I'm not even going to hear it, but you're thinking more logically. She wants you to think emotionally how she felt when the issue occurred. And he began to explain the situation, and the spiritual father said, how would you feel if you had to sit on pee at night and you were half asleep? And he said it hit him, like, wow. I thought the issue was toilet seats, mm. but her issue was she has been dealing with this for the past few weeks, months, since we got together, and she always has to wipe the seat. Wow. And so communication, it's the small things in small marriage things. that make up the big cheating things. Mm. Mm. One mm. prostitute that I was listening to, why am I listening to a prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> no, it was a was testimony. <laughs> It was a prostitute's testimony. <laughs> no, it was a documentary. Oh, okay. It was a documentary. And she was talking about how she's a prostitute. She's like a living prostitute. And they were doing documentaries on them. And she said that she was, uh, she's been a prostitute for like 10 years. And she would say 80% of the people who had come into for her services, they came to speak to her. Mm. It wasn't even about the sex. Mm. Most of them had said that their wives and their children had built an opposition party in the house. Jesus. And they were not be and he they were not being heard. The mm. men in the house were not being heard. Man, we get jealous. I'm telling you, <laughs> at any level, you will get jealous. When the children come in and the wife don't give you attention, that's another thing we can talk about later. But that is true. Being a husband and being a, a father, yeah. I see it. I can, I can now know how it can happen. Yeah. What? And yeah. so as the prostitute, she was saying that basically it's like she's low-key scamming people because people would assume she's having sex with them. She's just communicating. She's, she's just communicating <laughs> with them. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, wow. this thing is deep. And when you give access to the enemy, mm. then now it allows the enemy to enter into your marriage mm. and your husband goes somewhere he doesn't belong just to go and seek something that you should be giving. giving. Or vice versa. Vice versa, yeah. I heard you say it this afternoon. If you allow your woman to... to, to the ear. The ear of a woman. Whoever you, your wife gives her, her ears, ears to, to controls can take her love. Can Basically, take her love. love yeah. And it's the same thing. Everybody wants to hear. Everyone wants to be heard. Mm. Everyone wants transparency. Mm. And so if you don't know how to communicate in your various relationships, by the time you get to marriage, it's an issue. Yeah. And one thing I learned about people who don't know how to communicate, their listening skills are poor. Mm. There's two types of bad listening skills. Mm. Those who will overtalk you and then those who will stare at you and not hear a single word. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the people who fail in school. If you've ever like, failed in school, you're worse. He'd be like... Be like <laughs> and they just not, yeah. Those are the people that when you are preaching to, they sit there, you ask them, so what was the scripture I just exactly. said? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mercy for real. Exactly. 
And so the brain sex different is very, very, very important because when you know the little things that affect marriage, then you can't get to the big things. Yeah. If somebody is going to cheat, it's as a result of underlying issues, whether mm. it be spiritual or whether it be man-made issues. That's true. And so you have to learn how to get the most info you mm. can out of someone. Mm, 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 mm. You understand? That's true. That's true because, you know, relationship, I believe that God literally, because marriage is a social thing, mm -hmm. God literally put that communication that if you can do this, mm -hmm. And if you, in our relationship with God comes with communication. Mm -hmm. He said, my sheep knows my voice. They hear it. Mm -hmm. And they follow me. Yeah. So the moment you are able to communicate effectively with God, mm -hmm. you realize that your Christianity is going at the right direction. Mm -hmm. But if you are not able to communicate effectively with God, you realize that you are not moving the way you should be moving. Mm -hmm. The same way with relationships. Mm -hmm. And so we, we got to really... Read as we are fasting and really study and learn how to communicate and communicate the right way. You know, being a, a good listener, it takes a lot of grace for that to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this afternoon I said that men uh, are limited with words. And so you, 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 you realize as men, usually they are married, their wives who complain, my husband don't talk. Mm -hmm. uh, if when he comes home from work, uh, he just want to go straight to bed or watch TV and go to bed. And it be, it's becoming a problem. Mm -hmm. And that also takes us back into the knowledge aspect of who you are married to. Mm -hmm. You are not married to another female, which you can chit-chat for 24 hours a day. The reason why most gossiping mm -hmm. happen among women, because women are wired to talk. Mm -hmm. Recently, we went to the, <laughs> look for a place, and the lady, she's supposed to show us around, guys. And she was sat us down and talked us. I was like, you know, are you going to show us the, the, the place? <laughs> I looked at my tabs. Like, it's almost 12 o'clock. We need to go to the prayer line. And you realize that she needs to talk. And first lady was sharing something about maybe, you know, her husband is not feeling well. So mm -hmm. she hasn't been able to, ha she don't have anybody to speak to. So now when she gets the opportunity, you realize that it's coming out without her, not know, without her knowing that. Is coming out. Mm -hmm. And so men are limited with the way we talk. It is believed, according to research, they say, they say, not all men, maybe some men, mm -hmm. uh, are limited with 10,000 10, words a day. Mm -hmm. 10,000 words. All right? Because I want to generalize it. Because not, some men talk more than women. All right? <laughs> and, <laughs> mercy for it. And there are some women. And women also are, li are, are, are limited with about 30, 35,000 words a day. <laughs> so that is the gap is so much. That's 15,000 gap. Somebody said, give my husband the grace to not hit me with. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, people who don't be listening, they be like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they be like, yo, that's crazy. You're like, what is crazy? <laughs> They had to enjoy your ride kind of people. <laughs> so let's enjoy this ride after that. I'll, I'll tell you where we landed. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. Mercy. Amen. Yes. So understanding brain sex different is extremely important. And then also personality temperament. Mm. 
It's extremely important. And that, when you have an understanding of personality, that also allows you to know how to, how the level of your transparency or the speed of your transparency. Mm. Because some people, Jesus. it takes them a while to be able to be transparent with someone. So, I mean, why are you saying my mind? <laughs> I mean, it goes back to to that the, the, the Lord saying that seven years, according to the statistics, it says seven years to come. Maybe it may take seven years for you to be transparent. Mm -hmm. Because you truly not come, you don't come together until you are transparent. If my wife don't know everything about me, in the realms of the spirit, we are just playing games. You understand? We can fake it physically, but in the realms, the Lord see and the enemy see that you are not truly together. There are things that are still hidden from each other. Amen. One of the things that I try and I pray that I try as much as possible to reveal everything because I'm always thinking about the future, which is I believe that is one of the ways men also think. We think more ahead we think deep so we, we are thinking now but we are also thinking of what could happen potentially because one thing that you don't want to do is open doors mm -hmm. for the enemy to attack your marriage mm -hmm. you can you see you cannot you cannot cheat on your fiance and get married to them because it is a door that is open that the enemy will use to attack your marriage mm -hmm. so for me for me the way i was i'm wired is i'm always thinking ahead what could happen you understand? So every decision I'm making, everything that I'm doing, I say, Lord, I know nobody's watching now. Mm -hmm. But I know what the enemy can do with that information in the future. So you don't want to open a door of distrust in the future. And so transparency becomes a great tool for intimacy and oneness in marriage. Mm -hmm. The more I am transparent, I'm not, I don't walk afraid i'm not afraid of what is going to happen you know there are some people that is uh, she find out look at those people that cheat if a person is cheating on you they are always anxious they are not free around you mm -hmm. because they feel like you will find out mm -hmm. amen mm -hmm. it takes a wicked person mm -hmm. to be cheating on you and not care mm -hmm. if somebody really cares about you and they have done something against you they will be it will be very hard for them to be around you and so being transparent is very, very important. And knowing the person, because if I know everything about you and you know everything about me, man, what a beautiful marriage it is. But imagine in two years from now, I go and find out something mm -hmm. that you never told me mm -hmm. after eight years in marriage. I'll feel some way. Mm -hmm. And I'll like, oh, so I don't, you don't really trust me. And so I'm like, okay, so there'll be a lack of, there'll be a distrust in the relationship as a result of me not knowing those things earlier. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So it is good to share yourself. Transparency is sharing you. I want to know you. I don't want to know just facts. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just don't want to know, know your, your emotions. Mm -hmm. I want to know the full you, the complete you. Mm -hmm. Because that is what brings the intimacy. That is what brings the oneness. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So let, let us be transparent. Let us be transparent. Work on your transparency now. You have nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. With your friends, you have nothing to hide. Why are you hiding things? With not, I'm not saying go and share your whole life with them, but they are saying things about the friendship that you should be transparent about. If you know that you are going on vacation, hey, I'll be on vacation next week. I will not see you. 
There are some friends that will hide it from you. They find out, oh, so, so that's, how we, that's how we move now. And then all of a sudden, you have an issue with your friend. Mm-hmm. Amen. Just be transparent. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to hide. Unless you, know? you do. Unless you do. You know, unless you are, you are dating her, her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people like that. They're dating your boyfriend, so they're hiding things. There are people, they're dating your, they want to, they're dating your, your girlfriend, so they're hiding things. They, 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 they want what you have. And so it's like they're doing some secret, they move with secrecy. Snake under grass. By the time you realize they are bitting you and they are poisoning your whole destiny. Amen. Amen. <laughs> May you not be a snake under, under the grass. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And also, when it comes to transparency, and I want everyone to say it with me, update your girl like Facebook. Mm, that one is hard. Update your girl like Facebook. When you are in marriage, and, and again, these things happen, like you were saying, if in friendship, if you can't even tell me you're going on vacation, and this is not a matter of a spiritual thing, if you've discerned the person is not good, spiritually fine, but if it's your genuine friend, if it's someone you call a sister in Christ, a brother in Christ, and you can't even communicate, oh, I want, I'm going to do this later on or something, then you have an issue. Mm. Because when you get to marriage, then you can't update your girl like Facebook. And they can't even update their pastor. Yeah. Yeah. They they can't update their, their, their church leaders, the people that they work. It's, it, these are these are a translate through life. You will see, it, mm-hmm. even when it comes to their bosses, mm-hmm. they will not be able to tell them exactly what they are going to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like they lying throughout. Mm-hmm. Learn how to open up. Yeah, once you learn how to always update your woman or your man. I remember when we first started going out again, and Apostle, all of a sudden. He would literally call me. I'm on the train. Um, I'm like, okay. And then he would call me. I just got to work. And I'm like, okay. Then he would always update me. And you know, I come from the hood. I'm like, why are you telling me where you going? (laughs) (laughs) Then I realized marriage is not for the small boys. It's for the grown men who are ready to make that commitment to let someone know that I am doing and what I'm doing, where I'm going, in case something happens, in case my phone dies, at least you know exactly where I am. In case someone calls you and says that I see Dominic with another woman. Exactly. I can be able to say, no, he's having a business meeting. He's having such and such a meeting because we're so transparent. You have told me already. You update me. I update you. Mm. And so when people don't know how to communicate You'll realize that their marriage is always shaky. I think one of the best things that Apostle and I do is we're extremely transparent. Going, you know, doing marriage counseling with people, listening to other people's issues in the church, outside of the church, you know, always listening to stuff on YouTube about marriage and um, having the wisdom of older people. I realize that I think we're doing pretty well. Mm. I think, what do you think? I think so. I think no, if, don't be if, fake. No, Tell no. me, you think we're doing? I good? think we've done great. You know why? Because, and I'm, I'm not saying that we are perfect. We, no, there are still no. areas that we need to get better. But we're doing good in communication and everything else. But um, when you look at where we are going for six years in marriage and for how, how far the Lord has brought us mm-hmm. and the level of our relationship, mm-hmm. and I believe that every challenge that came and has come actually helped us to become better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. 
and we never had a, a big problem where it's like I'm just, out or just one time. Or that's it. Yeah, that one time <laughs> when the baby hormones were kicking her, and she decided to come for me once. When the third baby, third babies, the three number three is very dangerous. The breaking point. When you hit number three, it can break you or make you. That's why my third son be turned out. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why Danny don't let me do anything because. It's, it's, TV on 124.7. And daddy just be arresting me. It's like, when I was, be, I was, when my mom was pregnant with me, this is what was happening. So when I came, it's all about you, daddy. And so, you know, but it helped. I think it actually pushed us to the next level. It gave us a sense of responsibility that, listen, you're about to raise up children. Mm-hmm. And so there are things that have to be priority. Because if you're not careful, then the ministry and what we were doing would take pre- precedent than to what we were, you taking care of your children. So we, we, the Lord used that opportunity to bring us to a place where we can manage five children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we failed at that third child, mm-hmm. we would have failed with the five. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so I think, and even was just a moment, I think that one was just a moment. Uh, that was a day. That was a day, a yes. Day. A moment and it was resolved. Amen. And so the ability for you as a man and woman wanting to stay together helps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you have conflict, it should be both desires to resolve it. No one should say, now, you know, give up. Giving up is a big issue in marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and when, when, when one hears that you have given up, it made them also retrieve. Mm-hmm. And this is what the enemy likes. We are both retrieving. Mm-hmm. And the more you retrieve, you retrieve, you retrieve, is the more that you're breaking up. Mm-hmm. You need one that is wise enough and say, hey, the direction we are going is not good. Let's come back together. Yeah. And it takes a lot of maturity. That is why marriage is not for, big, for boys. Mm-hmm. It's for, for grown-ups. Mm-hmm. It's not for little girls. It's for grown-ups. Because it takes a lot of maturity for you to be angry, but then pick up yourself and say, mm, the direction this marriage is not going, is going, it's not good. Let us come back to get together. And you come back and you resolve the issue. And then you come back together. Amen. Amen. For me, I think the Lord have taught us through these things so that we can help others. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, sometimes he allow these things to come and say, how do we resolve it? Because I'm not going to tell you that, yes, we are 100% perfect. That devil is a liar. Mm-hmm. No one is perfect. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we haven't even come together like one until next year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm expecting the seventh year to be the best year of my marriage. Mm-hmm. Although we've had great years. Mm-hmm. And, and what some of you have seen is, may, be, may, may be great, but it's not the greatest year that we have experienced. Amen. And every year we are learning. Every year conflicts come. And, you know, some of the challenges that we have as a man, my nature, my condition, where I came from, where how I was grown is different from where she came from. And so you realize that sometimes those conflicts will come in and we are learning each other. We are loving each other along the way, but we are getting better. Amen. Amen. And so, just so you understand that the Osseis are not perfect. And we cannot be perfect. There's only one that is perfect. That is Jesus Christ. Amen. And we are not Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are human beings. And we are, they say that men are from Mars and women, women are from Venus. So, you are dealing with two different entities Amen. trying to come to God together as one. Amen. So, there's always going to be some kind of challenge. That is why I love this subject of communication. Mm-hmm. Because it solves many of the problems. Most of the things, the way we have been able to solve our issues mm-hmm. were through communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe that by God's grace, 
um, God really, really um, has his hand on us, especially in communication. Because I'll tell you the truth, Apostle and I, you know, we can disagree on a lot of stuff. Never have I called him stupid. Never have I cursed at him. Never has he tried to raise his hand. Never, because we communicate effectively. We communicate with respect. We communicate with honor. We understand not to speak when we are at the highest of our emotions. And these are things that, one, because we were doing it um, by ourselves, at least I was doing it, <laughs> 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 we were I was doing it. Um, and because both of us truly love the Lord and we are very Bible-minded, anytime we get to the, the worst of arguments, it's like, no, what does the Bible say about this argument right here? And so it allows us to revert back. And we're very transparent with each other when we go based on the word of God. And so I always say I listen to a lot of my peers, I listen to older people, and a lot of the issues that they've had, we, by God's grace, honestly, we have not had it. We've had our fair share of issues, but we have not had certain issues that is common for marriages because we go based on the word, and two, our communication styles are very, very, very important, and we, we utilize it. I remember I was talking to one person. She doesn't like the way her husband dresses. I'm like, girl, that's your husband. If you don't tell him, who else is supposed to tell? Who's going to tell? Like, who else is supposed to tell? <laughs> and then I quickly realized in conversation that every woman there was like, yeah, I can't really let my husband know. And I'm like, who is supposed to tell your husband if they don't look good? <sighs> and that's when I realized people surface level communication to please and thank you only. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how they are. They they were met, they they were raised not to express themselves. Mm -hmm. So for them to express themselves to another mm -hmm. man, mm -hmm. it's like you know, it's very it's a, hard. It is as a result of unresolved issues. And that's all a part of the reason why the Think Pink Women's Conference happening second weekend of August came about. Mm. Because I realized a lot of people were lacking those basic communication skills. Um, for men, telling your wife you don't like her wig should not be an issue as long as you say it in love. Hmm. That one, you got to move with wisdom. <laughs> got to move with wisdom. I'm not careful what you say. <laughs> you move, make sure you say it out of love. It's a babe, I like this one, but the other one that you want, man, that one was much beautiful. You see, you're telling her something without telling her something. Yeah. Because the moment a woman hears from her husband that you look ugly, Ah, you've done that. Because remember, they, they, they are very emotional. So you are touching some emotions that you shouldn't touch. Mm -hmm. As a man, you should be speaking honey words to your wife. Mm -hmm. But find wise way to communicate mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. Wise way to communicate truth without hurting her feelings. Mm -hmm. Now, before you speak, make sure that you check what you are about to say. Mm -hmm. That is one of the ways to speak effectively. Check what you're about to say, it, review it before you say it. Yeah. Because most people just bluntly speak. You look crazy. Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like what did you just say? <laughs> Be careful with the choice of your words. That's bad communication. All right, that's bad communication. Amen. And so think before you speak. Think before you speak. So how pastor tells me, 
that I have lost weight is when he hugs me. He like, wow, I could put my whole arm around you, babe. I'm like, thanks, babe. <laughs> He's like, you're so tiny now. Then that makes me know that, whoa, like last two weeks you was kind of big. <laughs> so he, anytime he hugs me, he like, wow, babe. Look at me putting my whole arm around you. AKA a month ago you was <laughs> looking stocky. <laughs> Well, I don't know what she's talking about, guys. <laughs> That's his communication. I don't know what she's talking but also, about. also, great communication also increases a laughable marriage. Or not laughable, a more joking marriage. Because you become friends. You become friends. There are people that is just married and it's stiff and mm -hmm. it's so much tension. Mm -hmm. You should be able to joke around your wife. You should be able to enjoy your, your wife's uh, presence or your husband's presence. You should be able to get together and just laugh and, mm -hmm. and just love each other. And mm -hmm. Remember, you're going to live your life together forever. Mm -hmm. So you got to be friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I should be able to joke around a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, Obama said that. His wife can joke around his ears, but he can't say much. <laughs> because yeah. women, you know, you got to learn how to make it work. Yeah. You know, he can really come after her looks, mm. but he can joke around her in different ways. Yes. But just know the limits, mm. where not to touch too much. Mm. But you can say, babe, I like that dress, the one you have on. But I think the other one will look better today. Or this wig, I think that one, this one look good, but... For what we are doing, for what you are wearing, this one will match it. See, those kind of communication need to be done, especially when you are dealing with a woman. From a woman to a man, you can bluntly say, listen, that suit is ugly. I think you should get that suit. That's it. For men, it just, we, we are very literal in what you say. We take it as it is, and we walk with it. But Amen. imagine being in a, mili a military-style wedding, a marriage, where you can't tell your husband that. That's a problem. That's you. <laughs> You, the woman, is what you got to check because it's like you have an unresolved issue of being expressive. And if you are not careful, it's not just going to be that. It's going to be when it comes to intimacy. It's going to be coming when he's making the wrong decisions. You will not be able to help by telling the babe, no, I don't think we should do this. Because if you can't address the way I look, then you can't address me when I'm making the wrong decision. And so it, it starts from somewhere. That is why I say that this is not just for married people. It's the way you were raised that needs to change. Can you express yourself through even to, to your friend when your friend is making a bad decision? That is why we have people who are yes men and yes women. Friends, for them everything goes. Oh, should I buy this? Yeah, buy it. Oh, should I go to the club? Oh, go to the club. Oh, let's go together. For them, they will never correct you because they are not trained, they are not raised that way. They are not wired that way. And so if such a person marry you, you are in trouble. Because it's for them, they will never correct you. It will be, oh, everything goes. Mm -hmm. And everything goes means that there's going to be a lot of compromisation. And when you begin to compromise a lot in marriage, the marriage becomes imbalanced. Mm -hmm. And when the marriage is imbalanced, that means somebody is constantly compromising. Mm -hmm. And the more you are constantly compromised, one day it will build up. Mm -hmm. And imbalanced marriage will break. That is when you come back and you start referring 10 years ago, 9 years ago, 20 years ago, this is what you did. And now I'm tired, I am out, I'm leaving because of compromisation. Now we've been taught by marriage, a lot of marriage seminars and all that, oh, marriage is about compromisation. I think that teaching needs to change. It shouldn't be all about compromisation. It should be about negotiation. We must learn how to negotiate. A negotiation is a win 
win situation. You win some, I win some. In compromisation, it's a win-lose. One lose, one win. And if you have a marriage that is always a win-lose, win-lose, it will be imbalanced. But in negotiation, right now, if I'm negotiating to buy a house, yes, you, you sell your house for 500000 Here is a check for 500000 What do I get in negotiation? I get the keys to the house. Everybody wins. Amen. So in marriage, yeah, you want sex? I want intimacy. We negotiate. You give me intimacy, you get sex. It shouldn't be one way. Oh, I just you just want sex, have sex. No. You, you give me intimacy, and then you get... These are negotiation in marriage, so it keeps... The marriage going. These are how you communicate through negotiation. Bring your bring yours on the table. Let me bring my own on the table. Let's work it out and let everybody win. Amen. I think it will work that better than just people being one sided. Amen. And so Amen. communication is everything in marriage. It's almost everything. Everything can be talked about. Everything can be communicated yes. in Jesus' name. And not only that, in friendship. And everything else, but there are people that are not married. Um, also, lastly, communication of your feelings. Um, that's very, very important in marriage, in relationships, in friendships. It's very important to let people know how you are feeling. Most people, what happens in most relationships is you assume that someone is a mind reader and they should know how you're feeling. This goes for men and women. You have to learn how to effectively communicate your feelings um, in a very sincere manner mm. and not dumping on people or not being very condescending and manipulative. But in a way, you can say, honey, I feel this way today. Can you encourage me in prayer? Can you encourage me in the world? word? Honey, I feel this way. Uh, babe, I feel this way. This is very important in communication. And I realize that as I counsel a lot of people, they don't know how to effectively communicate their feelings. Because one of the first things I always religiously ask people, how do you feel? And they don't, they just start telling me what the issue is. Mm. I said, no, no, I don't care about what happened in the day. I want to know exactly how you feel. And most people don't even understand their own feelings. Mm. Because when you have an understanding of your feelings that this is not sadness, but this is more of an anger issue, then we know how to deal with it. Mm. But if you cannot communicate your feelings effectively, then nobody can ever get to the root of your problem and or issue. And so learning how to communicate feelings is very important. And the reason why a lot of people shut down when it comes to communicating their feelings is because there was never accommodating environments for them to do so. Most people, and I pray we don't ever become those parents. Most parents, don't say this, don't do this, don't do this. And as a result, year by year by year, you draw away and you don't have anything called emotions in the name of I'm disciplining my child. When there is a, a way you can discipline them and also hear them out as well too. And so communicating in an, an accommodating environment is very, very, very important for marriage. Mm. Most men will not communicate. We keep saying men are logical, but men are extremely emotional as well too. And they will only communicate when they are feeling accommodated, when they are feeling celebrated. Most men, cheating is bad. Yes, we, we know this. But most men, if they cheat, 
Like the prostitute said, they need a listening ear or they will cheat with a younger, dumber girl, not just for a body's sake. No, not just for body's sake, but it's more so a younger, less experienced woman or girl will be more celebrating of your ideas as a man Jesus. than a woman who has seen and done it all before. So which brings us to the nature of man that needs to be understood. A man needs to be treated like a king for him to feel like, to be able to move the way he wants to move. When he is not being treated like that, he cannot retrieve. And so then he will find somebody who will make him feel like that. And so um, it's very important to understand that aspect, especially in relationship, that the man that I'm in, this is how I need to communicate to him. Because I was listening to Mama Funke yesterday. For some reason, it popped up. And her, her husband, she was doing something like this with her husband. And the husband said that any time her wife began to sing, and when she sings, she kneeled down before him. And he began to, and he started giving her money. So the way to trigger him was for him to feel like a king, and the money started flowing. So that means that men are like, People that go to restaurants that sit there, when you wait on them very well, they tip you very well. Amen. So that means that men are moved by service. They are moved by the way, they are moved by action. The way you act towards them. That's why when you tell a man you love him, it really don't move him. But if you show the man that you love him, that's when he loves you back. What is how you, this is how you show a man that you love him. You show him by respecting him. So for man, it's the, your, your way you talk to him, the way you, res the way you respect him. Mm -hmm. It makes him feel like, now nah, my wife loves me. It's not the words that you say. It is the way you act. You know? So that's why most of the time you realize there are women that will take care of their man as a way of them showing love. And, and then you see that men also, women can only connect to you through communication of words. Women are very wordly, word. You, you cannot allow your woman to go without hearing honey words. Amen. Because for a woman, the only way for her to connect is through what you are saying to her ears. That is why the serpent came and got the ear of Eve. Because what she was, what he had access to the ears of Adam's wife. And whatever Adam said was negated because the enemy was able to have access to the wife the ears of the wife and so that means that women get connected or women like to connect through what words talking talking and men don't like to talk there's a big problem how do I, my wife get connected through truck talking but i don't like to talk so how do i handle this it's a big issue in many marriages where the men are not talking and the women feel neglected they feel like their husband don't like them they don't they don't feel the connection with their men with their husbands with their spouse and it's a big problem amen and so men May we learn. This is something that you need to learn. Because remember, in negotiation, she needs your intimacy. She needs to intimate. She needs you to be communicating to her for her to be able to give you sex. One of the things that if you are a very effective communicator, you never beg for sex. Sex will be handed to you every time as a man because the woman will feel because she will feel it. Amen. I'm talking to husbands now. I'm talking to married couple now. She will feel. Amen. We, we, we will wait on that for the marriage, council, uh, the marriage seminar. We will deal with it more. Amen. Amen.
Amen. So let's deal with that. See, we 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 kill, we destroying the batteries here. <laughs> Mercy for real. Amen. And so may we learn how to communicate to our our wives and also learn how to communicate to our husbands. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. And, be, and create accommodating environments for people. And this is even for friendships. If you are a person that's very malicious and someone knows if they divulge their emotions to you, you're going to be very hostile, non-accommodating, non-Christian-like, then you as a person will never receive the fullest, transparent, vulnerable vulnerability of a person. Mm. You will always get the, what's the first one? The cliche, the cliche version, version of a person. No information. That's yes. the worst. Yes. And so I remember when I was in college, I was the one that everyone would divulge information to because I was very accommodating. <laughs> she was cliche. She would never tell you anything. But I was the cliche <laughs> one because they were very condescending or they could not handle the level of whatever it is that I was going through. And it was always them pouring out to me. And I realized they were pouring out to me because I was very accommodated. And I'm like, girl, what's your problem? Even before we got on, I messaged somebody. I was like, the Holy Spirit just dropped you on my spirit. What's, what's up with you and your anxiety? Let me know now. And I don't want you to fake it. I'm very real about my eyes. So, yeah. Amen. Which is good because of your position. Uh, to be able, because you as a leader can be sharing well, imagine you as a leader. No, but not even when I wasn't a leader. You were leading your friends. What do you mean? <laughs> In a sense, because of your spiritual state, it was, they felt you have always, because you have been called into the ministry from day one. Since so, I was 10. Yes. The Holy Spirit told me today, like, girl, I called you at 10. 10. And so everyone that came around you felt that. And that is why they were pouring into you. It's like they pour, they come and release on you. And you became the burden carrier. And Where, that's why the soul convos, I had to discern when God wanted me to receive yeah. versus not. And so yours was different in a sense because people saw you and they saw a pastor. They literally saw a pastor. Oh, pastor. I felt pastoring. And so when you meet a pastor, you realize that you begin to share your whole life story to them because of the grace they carry. And that is the grace you carry. And the pastor, some, most of the time, has to be very cliche in concerning their own affairs. Because the moment you begin to reveal you to them, then who is going to solve the problem here? Oh, now, now, we don't do that. <laughs> Amen. You always tell your problems up. up. You don't tell your problems down. Because if you got more emotional issues, distress than I do, chances are you can't help me. We just mm -hmm. going to sit and cry together. Amen. Amen. And so I think that's good for today. Yes. And one of the things, also talking about emotion, not every emotion is meant to be communicated. Because it can also create damage. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you feel hostile against somebody. Be careful yeah. to to know where to when, what kind of emotion to communicate, mm -hmm. because that could be very dangerous to a relationship. Mm -hmm. Amen. And one of the things that I want to leave here with is that there are two different kinds of people. There are peacemakers and peacekeepers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are peace people that keep peace. They want to keep peace. They want to keep their peace. For such a person, when you are in a relationship with them, for them, they avoid issues if they are peacekeepers. They want to avoid issues. They, they, those are the ones that will end up in an unresolved issues. Mm -hmm. they, will don't, they don't want to deal with issues. They just want to keep their peace. Mm -hmm. Amen. Know that. And then they are peacemakers. Now, peacemakers will go to war for their, to get peace. 
they want to get it, they want to resolve their issues now. And so for them, if let's say you are angry at me and I'm a peace, peacemaker, I will say, let's sit down. <laughs> let's handle it now. Because I will go to war for my peace. I need to make sure that there's peace now. But a peacemaker, a peacekeeper will say, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'm avoiding the issue because I want to just stay in my peace. Amen. And if you are in such a relationship with, if you are both a peacemaker and a peacekeeper, you can never resolve anything. The only way to resolve an issue is when you come in the middle. The peacekeeper has to come in the middle and the peacemaker has to come in the middle. There are some times that you need to step back a little bit and give her some space. That is you as a peace keep a peacemaker giving the peacekeeper some space and then there are sometimes that you as a peace make a peacekeeper has to also say that let me come let me address the issue so, you see so learning how to come to the middle will make you an effective communicator but if you say that this is how i am i don't want to address the issue i'm just going to keep quiet and you've been keeping quiet from day one you've been keeping quiet through your relationship with your parents your relationship with your friends and now when you are in a marriage you are also doing the same thing you will never resolve anything and so peacemakers peacekeepers let's come to the middle and let's get things resolved because it's through the middle that we will get a lot resolved in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we are Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Yes. My name is First Lady Leslie, and this is Apostle Dominic Osei. Amen. We are the Oseis. Amen. Yes. Our church is here in Stanford, in North Carolina, and also in DMV, Maryland. Yes, we have three branches. So be sure to join us if you are looking for a church home. We are a Bible-believing church. We are a Bible-believing church. And, and we believe to, that God has given us the mandate to manifest the kingdom of God on earth. Amen. Amen. We believe in the Bible. We believe in Jesus. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in God the Father. We believe in tongue speaking. Uh, we believe in the charismatic movement. Uh, and so please, if you does the kind of ministry you like, you are welcome to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, we are having service. We are in a fast, 21-day marriage fast, destiny fast. It's not too late to join. You can join in today if you want to. Join in tomorrow. Let's go. Amen. 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 How many of you will be at church tomorrow? Is it going to be a packed house again? Well, an overflowing house, because we always have a packed house. Yes. Will it be an overflowing house? There's an overflow. Yes. I urge you I that you should baby. come to church early to get Thank a seat. You. Make sure you come to church early and get your seat. You, it's not too late to join the fast. It's not too late to invite someone to join the fast. The last four days of this fast, we are meeting. Most of our fastings, the last three to four days, we always meet. This year, the last four days, um, the Thursday is a marriage seminar for married couples. Marriage seminar for married couples. And then Friday, we have our 12-hour prayer marathon. This will be at another location other than our normal sanctuary. And then we have um, praise and worship. 
And then we also have, that's Saturday, and on Sunday, we have a glory service, our regular Sunday service. Glory service. Yes. There's an overflow, abundance of heaven, <laughs> taking over, walking in abundance. You know he's still alive, right? I know, I'm just going to laugh. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. they, that's what the doing, um, so you want to bow us out amen mm -hmm. God bless all of you for joining in amen um, Father we thank you for this message we thank you for today being the day that we are dealing with communication make us effective communicators make everyone under the sound of my voice make our relationships better yes, our marriages better yes, our communication better yes, Release the gift of communication unto everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, you are the perfect communicator. And therefore, Lord, through us, communicate perfectly to our spouses and our friends and everyone that we come across. In Jesus' name, we thank you for making our marriages beautiful. Yes, Lord. We thank you for being in our marriage, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining this episode on KFC Church Podcast. Once again, your hosts were Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Leslie Osei. We hope you were blessed by today's conversation and gained insight on how to communicate effectively in your marriage. Please be sure to connect with us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Until next time, God bless you.